millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. In times like these, it's important to know who you can trust. At last, a news source that's reliably reliable, informatively informational, and never wrong. Unfortunately, you're not listening to it. Instead, you're listening to... The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report. With me today are Craig Rucastle. Hey. And Dom Knight. Uh, <laughs> and your name is Charles Firth, incidentally. Oh, and I'm Charles Firth, yeah. Hey, so Craig, I don't think you've been on this podcast yet, have you? This is your first No. Yeah. I haven't. I was fooled. I was tricked into coming on this podcast because you told me you wouldn't be on it and I'd be replacing you, which I thought was a very low bar and simple. But then somehow Nina's not here now, so now I'm replacing Nina, which is much harder to do because yeah. she's funny. But probably more appropriate because she's far more successful than me. So <laughs> I think, yeah, she I think has another work commitment, whereas Charles yeah. and I seem always to be available for this podcast. Well, it, it's funny because Charles seems to be, and you won't be able to see this at home, but Charles seems to be coming from your car. Mm. Charles, have you been kicked out of home? Do you live in your car now? Are you that homeless? No comment. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> and are you somewhere in the country? We saw you driving around looking at like, Sort of desolate trees trying to find a place with Wi Fi to actually do the podcast. Yeah, I'm parked by the side of the road because there's no internet where I'm on holidays. There's no internet in the in the house. So I go I had to drive into mm. town to to get some internet. But Charles, don't you have to talk to each other if there's no internet? Did you think this through? Yeah, I know, I know. It's terrible. Especially the kids. Don't ever go anywhere without internet with ki- when you've got kids, because there's no YouTube. So what do you do? You realise how boring they are. You realise how boring kids are. <laughs> it's funny when we, when my kids are really little, and we go on a holiday, we'd unplug the TV and tell them that it just didn't work there. But then after a few years, we were like, "Oh, hang on, this is just getting us. This is just ruining our holiday." <laughs> yeah. Well, all, the only thing my kids talk about is YouTube clips that they would be seeing if they <laughs> had internet. Like, the <laughs> Can you imagine what we could be watching right now? Yeah. That's exciting. Oh, it's it so be funny that slapstick video. Mm. <laughs> but you are near the only yeah. thing I like about where you are, Charles, is you're near the Belanglow State Forest, so it is a good chance. Yeah. This is a, this. Charles may be killed during this podcast. So stay tuned, guys. Yeah, there's a bit mm. of jeopardy here. Mm. A true crime edition. Of oh, yeah. I think that yeah, that would be great. Can you just give your GPS location, Charles? Maybe I should get murdered for the ratings. Yeah. Maybe that's mm. way to boost our ranking. I've always thought with all these true – with the true crime podcasts, like mm. every every cold case has been used now. So realistically, if you're doing one of the true crime podcasts, you have to kill somebody now and then yeah. – and re-trace it in the thing. And the good thing is that um, because the annoying thing about those true crime podcasts is sometimes they don't know, you don't know who has done it at the end. Yeah. The good thing about one where you've done it is you can guarantee there's no suspense. You know who's done it. You know who's done (laughs) it. It's going to be me. It's it's tough for the (laughs) follow-up. 
<laughs> yeah, well, you, it's just a serial killing. Do you get, what are you talking about? Do you get internet from jail? Yeah, I guess so. You just go, go. who got shivved yeah. in jail this week? But I reckon by that point yeah. you're like, oh, it's going to be Charles again, isn't it? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like it's really a bit of a boring whodunit. <laughs> Coming up on the show, we've got actually a really good show. Dom, what have you got? Oh, look, I've got a wonderful segment for you, Charles and Craig. We're going to debating class with President Donald Trump, the master of winning debates. And speaking of debates, I will be uh, debating you two because it's been brought to my attention that you guys slagged me off in this show. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to take everyone on a trip through to the future. Um, but first of all, let's go to the headlines with Rebecca Numino. Americans are reeling in shock following the first presidential debate after realising what they just saw on TV represents the best chance they've got at bringing their country back from the brink. Commentators agreed nobody won the debate, but moderator Chris Wallace was unanimously declared the loser. Meanwhile, viewers have been left in a state of shock after New Zealand's leaders' debate saw opponents politely and competently answer questions about what they'll do to improve the nation. Scott Morrison has announced a blueprint to boost manufacturing in the economy. The Prime Minister said the $1.5 billion support package will be targeted at the industries most in need of support, such as those in marginal seats and the Mossman Rowers Club. That's the latest Chaser news. Check out chaser.com.au for the latest updates. Thanks, Beck. Hey, Beck, did you see the presidential debate? No, I tried to tune in, but the only thing on was this weird sitcom where two old men were yelling at each other. No, 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 th- that was the debate. <laughs> I don't think so. One of the guys was a white supremacist. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Oh, fuck. The Chaser Report. News a few days after it happens. This episode of The Chaser Report is brought to you by South Australia. Their borders are now open so you can come and visit them whenever you want. Anytime. Really, guys, any takers? The Chaser Report. Now with extra whispers. Uh, so thanks for having me on the show, guys. Uh, it's good to be here because at least being here means that when you guys take the piss out of me, I can respond because this was drawn to my attention. I'm going to play back some of the audio from this show. Uh, of you guys getting stuck into me. Well, I'll tell you one person who's trapped who we should try and free. Who? It's Craig Rucastle. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, where's he? He's been taken. Don't you know? He's been taken hostage. He used to be a comedian. He used to be really funny. Now he's been taken hostage. Hang on. Craig, you're telling me Craig Rucastle used to be a comedian? Yes. I thought he was just that waste guy. Yeah, before he was earnest. Before he before <laughs> yes. he somehow got the sense that he could he, save the he world. He used to be funny. Yeah, he used, to, he used to make fun of people like Craig Rucastle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, no, he's been taken hostage by the Woke Brigade at the ABC. And he keeps sending all these signals in his... TV show saying, oh, no, you know, like, uh, I'm actually funny. I'm just trying to get out of here. Free Rui. Yes. Yeah, that should be our new hashtag. Yeah, thank you, guys. I, you, you are right. Thank you, Charles, for picking up on the signals I've been sending. I really want to be taken out of this successful career and get some kind of obscure <laughs> podcast where I sit in a car and do it. <laughs> <laughs> but but we have our <laughs> but Dom is Dom is right though Dom is right that that before you know before I used to 
I used to make fun of people like that, those kind of earnest people. And I, and I, I think I should go back to that kind of doing that. So let me, let me try and make fun of kind of earnest old people. Let's see what I can do. Let's go to Twitter and see if I can find somebody I can make fun of on Twitter. Let's see. Oh, no. Let's see. What about this guy? Oh, no. <laughs> What's this guy? Dom Knight. Oh, this is good. Okay. It's so weirdly horrifying watching the American remake of Australia's Black Summer. News grabs with the same terrified awe at the largest fires ever, red skies, fire tornadoes, and politicians claiming that it has nothing to do with climate change. Hey. Yeah, this is fun making. It's good. No, no. Craig, you've, you've totally mistaken. That's Dom trying to be funny. He thinks he's being funny. Oh, <laughs> he's just not. Oh, that's right. Oh, this is this is another good one on the debate. Um, three old white guys. Not much has changed, eh? Oh, that's great. Are you, quickly, Dom, you should make a tweet about this podcast. It's three old white guys as well. There's a real uh, Gerard <laughs> Henderson vibe to a lot of those tweets. But, isn't but hang on, you're missing the point, which is that I don't get paid to do that. <laughs> no, no. This is. I'm just saying. You're right. I used. To, I used to really enjoy taking the piss out of old, <laughs> old earnest people. And I'm just getting back to my roots. It's really fun. We've got another, how many tweets have you done? 50, we've got another 50,000 to go. <laughs> Look, the fact that the notion that anyone is actually reading my Twitter, that, I mean, that is good news. <laughs> I think they do. Yeah. No, thanks, guys. Uh, it's, it's good to be here and out of that uh, horrible, what was it, woke landscape? I, I think out of success. Yeah, that's... Um... <laughs> the Chaser Report. Less news, less often. Now, Charles and Craig, the US presidential debate. The first one happened uh, this week, and I want to just look back on it because I think it was a debating masterclass. A lot of people have been describing it as a, a shit show and a disgrace and the death of American democracy. I think, while that's true... It was a very impressive lesson in how to do a presidential debate from the president. I know you guys did some, you know, kiddie debating in your youth. Mm. Time to go back to debating school. I want to start with the clearest moment of the debate. Good evening. I'm Chris Wallace of Fox News, and I welcome you to the first of the 2020 presidential debate. That was it. After that, <laughs> things descended somewhat. But, of course, the big story of the moment, what's been in the news, has been Donald Trump's tax returns. Uh, Big gotcha, the New York Times publishing that he only paid 750 bucks in the past two years. So, of course, Chris Wallace went straight onto that. And look what Trump does if you want to see some mastery. Is it true that you paid $750 in federal income taxes each of those two years? I paid millions of dollars in taxes, millions of dollars of income tax. Isn't that brilliant? You just lie. I mean, what's he going to do? Leak your real tax returns? They already did that. Yeah. It was brilliant. It was a brilliant approach. I love, but I love the the gotcha. Like you, you can't do a gotcha on Trump, can you? Like you just can't do no. a gotcha on Trump. That's the genius of the man. No, because he either admits that he killed somebody or he just denies it despite being found above the body with you know a bloody knife. It's not true. It's the way the Trump, you know, supporters just go, yeah, that's great. <laughs> like it just. Nothing touches him. So he's already defused his biggest political problem in the first minute of the debate. His next task is to rattle Biden by interrupting him. See, Biden has policies and ideas and experience. Trump doesn't. What Trump does have and what he, all that he needs is a really big mouth. Are you willing to tell the American people tonight whether or not you will support either ending the filibuster or 
packing the court. Whatever position I take on that, that'll become the issue. The issue is the American people should speak. You should go out and vote. You question is, the question Supreme is, Court justice, the radical question, left. Will you shut up, man? Listen? So all you do, just shout radical <laughs> left. I, I did love how often he would just shout radical left all the time. It was great. <laughs> it was like being back at uni at and a protest. In fairness, though, to Trump, like Biden was talking about filibusters or something like that. That, that. that is incredibly boring. Like I think Trump, at least, you know, he makes things entertaining. He does. He's he's he did. He, he did. He did. I presume that Trump thinks a filibuster is a type of like burger you get. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think down it's the road, somebody that you pay money for for sex doesn't he? Isn't that what he thinks? It's a filibuster. <laughs> he thinks that's everything. Movie. The look, it, it was great. Uh, Dom, you and I used to do, do adjudicating of mm. primary school debates, and it was extraordinary because I thought that this debate was way lower than six year three kids talking about whether or not they should do homework. That's was the level this debate was at. But that's the genius of Trump is that you just don't follow the rules. I mean, from the first primary school days of debating, they say you're not allowed to shout over the other person who's talking. Trump doesn't follow those rules and it works. That's the thing that's so amazing is that after Trump did but that. But did it work? It didn't work, interestingly enough, like because I thought after that debate that Biden, there was no way he'd do a second one. But he's up for it and that's because it worked in Biden's favour because he got like $5 million in donations just during the debate because people watched it and got such, got the shit so much with what Trump was doing that they just gave heaps of money to Biden. So Biden's just going to go back and be a punching bag for Trump's idiocy and get Tons of money. See, you can tell it worked because after that um, left socialist, left socialist shouting, Chris Wallace goes back to Biden to say, look, Biden, what do you think about the president's tax returns? It was an amazing opportunity for Biden to just smash him and he got completely confused. The tax code that made him, put him in a position that he pays less tax than a school teacher makes on the money a school teacher makes is because of him take, he says he's smart because he can take advantage of the tax code. And he does take advantage of the tax code. That's why I'm going to eliminate the Trump tax cuts. It's a tough, it's a tough call if you're an American voter because you have, a, you have a decision between somebody that says idiotic things really confidently or somebody that says smart things really dumbly. And so it's, it's, which way do you vote? It's really hard. I mean, the beauty of this style is that you don't even need to prepare. He only did, I think, an hour of preparation, Donald Trump, and you don't need it if you're going to do this. People out there need help. But why didn't you do it over 20, uh, the no, last no, no, 25 wait, years? No, because you were president. Because you are president screwing things up. You were a senator. <laughs> the worst you president twice. America has <laughs> ever had. Hey, hey, Come on. My favourite part of the debate was when Biden would criticise a policy of Trump's and Trump would yell at Biden saying, how come you didn't get rid of that when you were in the Senate for 25 years? And Biden's response was clearly obvious. It's like, it wasn't in yet because you're the person that brought it in. But he'd yell, how come you didn't get rid of my tax plan in the past? It's like, it's like a Back to the Future movie. It was really confusing. But look, Trump, when he had Biden most on the ropes, and this is a fascinating moment, is when uh, Biden said that Trump wasn't smart. And that is the one thing. Like, that's like calling Marty McFly chicken, right? You, you can't do that. Mm. This is what Trump said. A lot of people died, and a lot more are going to die unless he gets a lot smarter, a lot quicker. So, Mr. Mr. President, did you use the word smart? Uh, so you said you went to <laughs> Delaware State, but you forgot the name of your college. You didn't <laughs> go to so. Delaware State. You graduated 
either the lowest or almost the lowest in your class. Don't ever use the word smart with me. Don't ever use that word. Oh, give me a break. Because you know what? There's nothing smart about you, Joe. That was a very mature moment of the debate. I think that we should choose presidents based on the marks they got at college. It's um, <laughs> sort of mechanism in the Constitution so that you don't have to elect either of them. Like <laughs> <laughs> Even Chris Wallace was looking pretty good by the end of the debate. Chris Wallace did keep trying to um, sort of do gotchas on Donald Trump. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And... um. He didn't always entirely manage to evade the questions. Like, for instance, at one point Chris Wallace asked him to condemn white supremacy. You'd think that would be a pretty simple thing to do. And at first Trump seemed like he was going to go along with it. Are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. Sure, Are you I'm prepared to, to do specifically that, do it? Well, I, go would ahead, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right so wing. So what, what, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I, it. Do it. Say it. You want to call them? What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. White supremacists and right like me to condemn? White Proud supremacists and right Proud boys, stand back and stand by... Don't you hate it when you intend to condemn white supremacists and instead you give them a shout out? <laughs> that was so nuts. It, 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 it was what I love about it is it, it it also had the feel of like you know when you have a a schoolyard fight and two people stand there going I'll do it. I'll I'll hit you come on can hit me hit, hit you and he's like I'll do it I'll, I'll condemn them I'll condemn them go on I'll condemn them and he just. just he had no idea what to do. I mean, it's very hard for him because they're, of course, his core constituents. I mean, let's be fair to him. Yeah. And, I mean, I think the whole thing is that, you know, what you're seeing is the slow creep of fascism in America. Right? Like this is, this is the watershed moment where fascism becomes the sort of way of doing things. You know, the president doesn't even... Are you reading out a Dom tweet right now? Just wondering. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is... Who would have thought that it just makes terrific television? Like on the you know bad side, you know it's a horrible sort of thing. The whole world is going to be undemocratic. On the good side, it's really good television. It's really compelling. Like I watched it last night. It was just completely compelling. Well, the the thing is, if if you decide you're not going to bother to actually talk about ideas, which is boring, and just get everyone riled and and talking over each other, then it was a brilliant performance. I mean. Um, having rattled Biden, his next target was the moderator. Chris, You're that was the worst him, part me. of Obama. Let me ask my question. Well, I'll, I'll ask Joe. I, 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 the individual no, I, mandate was the most unpopular aspect of Obamacare. I got rid of it. I'd like and you we to, will protect Mr. people. President, I'm the moderator of this debate. So he doesn't care about the moderator. And then he goes, so well, that even Biden starts doing talk over as well. I can't believe you found that compelling, Charles. I found it the hardest piece of television to watch. Literally. It was like watching the Muppets, you know, the two old men in the bleachers. That's what it was. 
It was cool. It was the best. I yeah. just can't wait till the second debate. <laughs> I'm going to raise $5 million off the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> you are, yeah. Well, it's got to the point where he just kept shouting this. The middle President, of the town President Trump, and burn down President your stores Trump, and kill people President all over Trump, the place. That and you is say not peaceful. President Trump, no, it's I'm not, not asking. But you say it is. So the only thing anyone's going to remember is just President Trump, President Trump, President Trump, and he's going to win the election. I just don't understand why Craig doesn't think this is not true <laughs> well, television. Look, this is I, brilliant. I, this is conflict. I think this it would be better. Look, show. the thing is that I, I initially moment. thought they'd hit on a brilliant approach, right, which is that a, a presidential debate is really boring, right, and it goes for like an hour and you have to watch the yes, whole thing. Yes. And I thought initially what had happened is they've gone, let's speed this up. We'll have all of us talking at once and it'll take a third of the time. And if it was, if it was, if it was over in 20 minutes because they were all just yelling over each other, that would have been genius. But the problem was that they were just all yelling at each other and it went for the same hour, which meant that basically you had three hours of content. It was terrible. It was incredibly boring. I, 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 next time I want them to just all shout at once but do it really quickly and be out of there. But, look, um, Trump – Clearly did a brilliant job of dragging both Biden and Wallace down to his level. They were just shouting the entire time to the point where after several um, very, very long scare campaigns from Trump, Chris Wallace himself ended up saying something incredibly scary. Gentlemen, we, you say that's the end Chris, of it? This is the I end of this debate? ballot count. We're going to leave it there uh, to be continued as in more debates as we go on. <laughs> I love the fact that even at the wrap-up, Trump's still in the background just yelling random shit. It's like it, it, it's like he was some madman in the crowd. It was great. Yeah, he's like one of those guys at the Writers' Festival who gets up and just will not let the mic go, except he's the president. Yeah, you, you needed Tony Jones there just going, I'll, I'll take that as a comment. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that as a comment. We're just going to get back to this debate. <laughs> if only we could take the past four years as a comment. The Chaser Report, news you can't trust. This episode of The Chaser Report is brought to you by South Australia. They'd just like to clarify that when they said their borders were now open, that doesn't just mean you can leave, you can also go there too. None of the medical advice contained in The Chaser Report should legally be considered medical advice. The Chaser Report. Okay, now it's time for... Welcome to the future. And this is the segment where I take you on a trip into the future and review stupid gadgets that don't actually work. And today we're looking at a hairbrush, a smart hairbrush. Well, I'm out because I don't have any hair, but um, (laughs) I'm interested to know what it can do for others. Yes, I really want a smart brush. I have not used a brush in many years. What does a smart brush do? Well, can you can you have a guess at why you would need a hairbrush that connects to Wi-Fi? Because that way it can talk to your fridge that also connects to Wi-Fi, and that's important to have your brush talking to your fridge. That, oh, that is very, very close. When you're brushing your hair, you can say to you, by the way, we have no milk. <laughs> <laughs> I want a brush that connects to a camera so that the few remaining hairs on my head, it can just sort of gently... Gently sort of tussle and look after. And it's like pruning a garden that's almost entirely died. That's what I want. Well, no, Dom, this isn't a toothbrush. It doesn't need a camera on it. That's for, that's a toothbrush that has the camera. Now, you're getting completely confused. Now, this is the reason you need one. This is a very smart brush, though, because it doesn't just brush your hair. It also knows how you're brushing your hair. It knows your hair health. It knows whether or not you've been brushing too hard. Right. So uh, can we guess... Like, say you're brushing too hard, yep. Craig. Yep. What What is the 
What would notify you that you're brushing too hard? I've got this one. Um, your scalp is bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because well, that's, that's the old that's school method. Way. That's, that's the, the old that's way. The dumb, method. the dumb method is pain signals, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. This is, this is a much smarter way. Because there's even haptic feedback here in the handle. So if you're tugging on your hair too hard to yank out that tangle, it's going to buzz and be like, hey, 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 stop pulling your hair so much. That's not good. <laughs> oh. Brush handle, you say. Interesting. It, instead of having the pain, it's the buzzing. Oh, the- yeah, yeah. So if I'm pulling at a big knot in my hair and it's not working, it won't be the pain that stops me. It's the haptic. Yeah. The haptics yeah. in the brush. And it, it, not just in the brush, it also, this is honestly true, it sends a notification that you're brushing too hard to your phone. Oh, so you can <laughs> put the brush down and pick up your phone. What a, what a seamless way to do it. But that's smart. That is actually smart because the one thing that will stop you is if you get a buzz on your phone, you will stop brushing your hair because we're all obsessed by our phones. So that's actually genius. I'm on board with that. Okay. Well, that's a pity because the, the, the ne- next best feature is that you mm. don't have to use it as a smart brush. The cool thing is that this connects over Wi-Fi or Bluetooth, so you don't have to have your phone with you all the time. If you don't want to, you can just take your brush with you and pretend it's a dumb brush, even though it's a smart brush, and get going with your life. Oh, so I can so I can pay $100 for a brush, but just use it as a normal brush that costs $3. Craig, this is a great invention. Craig, this isn't $100. This is $200. Please. Is it? Okay. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> what it does is... So why do you think it measures all this information? Why, why do you think you would want to do this? What, what's the application? Um, does, it, does it post a, an update to your Facebook page saying <laughs> I'm brushing my hair too hard? Because that would be fascinating <laughs> and all of your friends would be really interested in it. It, it would actually probably be one of the more fascinating posts on Facebook given the quality of Facebook <laughs> posts. But uh, <laughs> no, the answer is that it sends all that data, all that information Gets compiled and sent to the CIA. No, no, not to the CIA. To um, to your stylist, so it can. Oh. So then your stylist knows stuff about your hair. Do they know. I don't know. Do they, they know. They know that you've been brushing too hard. So this is. This is <laughs> I feel like this is a bit of a trap because, firstly, I'm having to buy a two hundred dollar comb or brush, and now I have to get a fucking stylist, which I presume is an expensive thing in life. I mean, this is really. I'm, I'm shocked that you don't already have a stylist. I mean, if I cast my mind back several decades to when I had hair, I don't recall resistance. Like, don't you just brush your hair in the direction of the hair? Like, dumb, dumb, dumb. Don't, don't try and remember but, the old days, mate. You, yeah, and and how do you know? This is the other thing. How do you know which direction you're brushing in? Because you oh. need you need a smart brush to tell you that. And it also has an accelerometer in it, so it knows when you're at the top of your head and when you're at the bottom of your head. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell up from down. How smart is that? You need to tell a doctor to tell you that. I mean. Would you be able to tell when you're at the top of your head or your bottom of your head? I'm an idiot because I've just been using brushing in front of a mirror. <laughs> how foolish! Yeah. But hang on a second. Does it? How do you? How does it tell you? It hasn't told us how it tells us. Like, do you get a text on your phone telling you you're at the top of your head, which means you have to stop and check your text, or is, does it? Like, does it? 
How do you find out, Charles? No, you, I think you find out from your stylist. <laughs> oh, your stylist told you your stylist. last Tuesday. <laughs> last Tuesday at ten thirty-one p.m., you were at the top of your head. Oh fuck, that's useful to know. That's brilliant. Okay, so it's got one more feature, and I want you to guess what that feature is. What what what's the other thing that you're missing from your dumb brush that? That you really need in a hairbrush. Does it tell you when it's got too much hair in it? Like you don't need to be clean. Uh, that's a, that's a little bit too relevant. Useful. Relevant okay. to, to does the it task. have a smart speaker to play podcasts while you're brushing your hair? I'd be up for that. Does it notify you of when your bank account is empty because you spent too much money on hairstyling. <laughs> Again, I think it's all you, you're thinking too narrowly about you know the possibilities of what a hairbrush can offer you. Okay. Does it does it somehow connect to the International Space Station and let you know what the, oh, now, what the Earth's gravity is doing to you, the direction of your oh, hair? No, no, you should no, it shouldn't no, it shouldn't be getting information from the International Space Station. <laughs> it would be sending information to the International Space Station about your hair. So the, the, the scientists are up there going, hang on a second, Charles is at the top of his head right now. And they'd be getting the pictures too, they'd be going, fuck, it does look like the moon up there. Oh, of course. That's what it does. It live streams your hair brushing on Instagram, doesn't it? You're wrong. This is what it does. Well, this smart brush can also tell you what's going on with the weather. So if it's a very humid day, you'll get like a notification on your phone and they'll tell you, hey, you know, you might have a frizz attack today. A frizz attack. You have a frizz attack. Oh. Craig. That's great. It's all so. You'll never have a freezer attack again. The Chaser Report. News you know you can't trust. This episode is brought to you by South Australia. Are you missing the thrill of travel? South Australia's borders are now open, which means you can hop on a plane and go to Adelaide anytime you want. South Australia. It may not be on your bucket list, but at least it's open. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Well, that's all we've got time for. Oh, but wait a minute. We've got some late-breaking news from Rebecca Day and Amuno. In breaking news just to hand, there is no news just to hand. Back to you, Charles. Oh, all oh, right. Okay, well, thanks, Beck. Um, okay, well, that's all we've t- got time for. Check us out on YouTube. That's youtube.com slash chaser. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, we've even got a MySpace page now. So look us up there. Um, and uh, thanks to our producer, Mike Liberali. And, uh, Dom, we're going to leave with a very special ad this week, aren't we? Oh, yes. Look, everyone who viewed the US presidential debate and the way in which uh, – Chris Wallace was completely ineffective and run roughshod over by, in fact, both candidates. He's going to ask themselves the same question. How can I get this man to host my corporate event? Well, the good news is now you can. If you want world-class moderation for your event, you need Chris Wallace. Good evening. I'm Chris Wallace of Fox News, and I welcome you to the first of the 2020 presidential debate. He's the man who's been talked over by presidents and vice presidents. Okay. That is what not he true. Did, is he you're done in this segment. He called Mr. the vice, military Mr. Vice President. stupid bastards. I, I did he not said it on wait, tape. Wait, he uh, said Mr. stupid uh, bastards. Please, he sir, said it. Stop. I would never I say would that. Stop. Chris Wallace is incomparable, invaluable, 
inaudible. Chris, You're that was the worst him, part me. of Obama. Let me ask my question. Well, I'll, I'll ask Joe. I, 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 the individual no, mandate I, was the most unpopular aspect of Obamacare. I got rid of it. I'd like and you we to, will protect Mr. people President, with I'm the moderator of this debate. And when things heat up, he'll even stoop to their level. Yeah. You're going to have tape. true. Gentlemen, I, I hate to Chris, raise my voice, but it seems to be, why shouldn't I be different than the two of you? One man, one moderator, Chris Wallace. The middle of the town and burned down. Let me try that again. Chris Wallace. As you might know, please, not Stop. I would never say that. Oh, would you shut up, man? You know what? You're not true. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.